0: There's a dysfunction happening in organizations, specifically between managers and their direct reports. And that dysfunction is causing organizations millions of dollars. It's causing a lack of engagement. It's causing sleepless nights, headaches, heartaches for so many people. And what's sad is underneath that dysfunction is just the truth. And the remedy is simply for two parties to have the courage to have an honest conversation about what's really going on. Welcome to The Real Leadership Podcast. My name is Chris Obst. I've spent the last 25 years going deep with leaders on the real challenges they face, the stuff that keeps them up at night. Are you ready for raw and honest conversations and the reality that self-leadership and personal growth are the keys to you being the leader that you were meant to be? Welcome. Thanks for joining me today. Um, today's topic is revolving around uh, something that I actually feel kind of lucky and blessed to be in this position. I, as a, as a coach and consultant in organizations, I often find myself kind of um, in the inner circle um, with individuals, with employees, hearing what's going on for them, and then also seeing the perspective of their employer. And There's a dynamic that sadly has been coming up a lot lately, and it's around good people leaving good organizations. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that. And as I do, hopefully you hear it as maybe some practical steps that you can take either as the leader in an organization or the employee who's who's considering leaving. Uh, So, you know, to jump right in. Sadly, I've had three situations in the past two months um, where really talented, high-potential people have, have left organizations. And if I was to boil down the reason they left, it was they didn't feel seen, heard, and valued. And you know, there isn't an organization that I'm working with now that that isn't paying attention to employee recruitment, employee retention, employee engagement. So how does it make sense that we've got Talented, committed people leaving organizations. I know in October I I wrote a newsletter about, you know, how to keep those superstars because oftentimes our energy goes to the higher maintenance employees that are, you know, that need a lot of work and attention and we kind of take for granted that the people that are just showing up day in and day out and getting their job done at at a high level. One of the key things when I talk to employees that get dissatisfied disenfranchised is is there's a lack of feedback and I know in previous podcasts I've talked about the importance of feedback and not just you know the pats on the backs and the positive feedback but the constructive feedback I I can't state how many times I've been in conversations with people saying I want to know where I stand and I don't just want praise I want to know what I can do better and there seems to be this reluctance to share constructive feedback The other lack that I see is a lack of recognition. So, you know, people give a lot to their jobs. I was talking to a client actually this morning and I asked her, I said, how much of your time in your life do you think you give to your job and your organization? And I said, I want you to count the hours that you're working and then the hours that you're thinking or ruminating about something relating to your job or your career. And without a missing a beat, she said, at least 80%. I don't, I don't think that's a stretch. I think a lot of people spend the majority of their lives, their hours, their energy on their job. And so if they're not fulfilled, if they're not engaged, if they're not happy, what a shame. And it's no wonder people eventually end up resenting their work or their managers, and then they leave. I know not everyone should stay in their job or in their organization forever. I've made lots of career changes in my life. And I, I'm a big believer in people growing and learning and changing. And I also believe that oftentimes there's a bad fit where people are in the wrong role. But the situation I'm talking about here is where there's just poor communication on both parts. So between a lack of feedback, a lack of recognition, I think there's also a lack of autonomy in many cases where, you know, employees want to feel valued. And one way to feel valued is to be able to to put their efforts and their thinking into something, to not just be a puppet, if you will, for their manager's way of doing things. And I know there's a comfort zone for managers to say, well, this is what I know works. And so there's a little bit of loosening of the grip, but when you give people autonomy, you are giving them trust and, and you're showing that you believe in them and that there's a little bit of risk for them and that does improve engagement. One of the other culprits is a lack of clarity And and there's two areas I want to break down around the lack of clarity. One is clarity about their role. What am I responsible for? What does success look like? How am I being measured? Where does my role start and the person beside me role start? Those sound simple, but just think about your organization. Think about the role you're in right now. Many of my listeners and clients have a team of direct reports and they have someone they answer to. So just stop and think right now. Do you have complete clarity on your role, on how you're being measured, on what success looks like? And now think about the people that report to you. If I was sitting in front of them and asking them about their job and asking about their relationship with you, what would they say? How would they respond to that question about, do they have clarity on their role and what success looks like? Now, the other area where I see a lack of clarity is about their future in the organization. And I have a couple examples in the past couple months of people that left organizations that they were generally happy with, but they couldn't see a clear picture from their manager of where they were going to go next. And it reminded me of a time earlier in my career, um, early days as a manager, and we had someone, we were growing our business and we were adding branches and there was a high potential guy that we believed in, the ownership of the company believed in. And we had plans for him to go uh, to open a branch we were going to open in Seattle. The only problem is we didn't tell him about those plans. So then one day he asked to see me and he sat down in my office and he said, uh, Hey, Chris, I just want to let you know I'm going to be leaving the company. And it was like out of left field for me. And he got an opportunity to do some education and take another job. And I was like, Well, well hang on. We had plans for you. And he said, I. I that's news to me i'm looking at a company with three young owners i didn't really see a future for me so i'm going to go down this path and it was a it was an expensive but a good lesson this was many many years ago and sadly i'm seeing this dynamic repeated in organizations where we're not having honest conversations with our people about the potential career path and you know some people are happy in their job and they want to stay in it forever and others Others want to progress and it doesn't mean they need big titles and it doesn't need, mean they need, you know, huge raises, but most people do want to feel part of something and they want to grow and they want to experience new things. And so how do you fix this? Well, I say talk to your people more frequently than you are now, more frequently than you think is necessary, more frequently than you're comfortable with. Sit down and tell them how they're doing, what you appreciate about them, what better looks like. Ask them what they want to do more of, do less of. What do they want to learn? And you need to be prepared that what they're interested in or maybe energized around revolves leaving your team or your department. And that's okay. Most organizations that I work with are big enough. They say, listen, we would rather you stay in the company, (laughs) even if you want to shift disciplines or departments, than lose you. So... I think we need to be brave as leaders to sit down and ask the tough questions. Another tough question would be, what am I not doing? As your leader, as your manager, as your boss, what more do you need from me? What different do you need from me? And when they say, oh no, honestly, of all the bosses I've had, you're, you're one of the best. Don't buy that BS. Push them. Okay, great, that sounds nice. But what could I be doing differently? What am I not asking you? Because when you get there, now you're building trust and you're building a real healthy relationship and communication because you want the truth. Because guess what? If they tell you or they don't tell you, they're still feeling it. And eventually, if they're not being seen, heard, valued, they're going to build up resentment. And they're going to be telling their friends and their, and their families and maybe their colleagues. So there's really nothing to hide from. I had I had an example shared with me of um, a client said that their manager said, oh, you're so valuable. Promise me you'll never leave me. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, I had a flashback when I heard this to uh, um, a number of years ago where my parents said that to me at a dinner table with I was there with my young family. And, you know, we were a big part of their life. And my mom said, you guys are our whole life. And I remember leaving there that night thinking I'm sure she meant that as a compliment, you know, that having us and the kids around was enriching and happy for them, but boy did it feel like pressure. And and honestly, it wasn't healthy, right? I don't want to be your whole life. I want to be a part of your life. I want to be welcome and you know, excited to see you. And so, if you as a manager think you're you're complimenting or doing your employee a favor by saying never leave me, My guess is you're actually not helping so i i think there's a lot we can do as leaders it starts with being courageous it starts with talking more with your employees about where where you see them fitting in their future in in your future ask them what they want to do ask them what they want to learn give them some options maybe include some other managers in other departments say listen you know why don't you talk to sandra over here she's got experience in this find them a mentor that comes from a different part of the organization now a beat up on the managers (laughs) enough. And this is, you know, this isn't beating up, but my clients know uh, leadership is tough. It's, it's not for the faint of heart, but I think the greatest reward you could have as a leader is, you know, one day for someone that, that was on your team to recognize the type of leader you were that said, you know, she was one of the best leaders and here's why, or he really impacted my career and here's why. And it really, It really boils down to being honest with them and creating opportunities for them to grow and develop. But now I want to talk about the employees. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're saying, yeah, Chris, yeah, my manager does none of those things, right? Okay, you're probably not alone. Sadly, there—I in my experience, there are less managers that are really on top of this than there are um, those that don't. So what can you do as the employee? Well, I think you have a right and a responsibility to advocate for yourself. So if your manager is constantly putting off your career development meeting or conversation, you need to stop them from doing that. You need to be brave. You need to be courageous to say, hey boss, listen, I noticed that three months in a row or three quarters in a row, something has come up and we've not had this conversation. I need to know it's really important to me we need to speak up so many leaders i've worked with have said i didn't know i didn't know he was unhappy i didn't know he wanted to learn this i didn't know she wanted to explore working in that department so it's not a good enough excuse to say my manager didn't because likely there's parts of your organization that you do value maybe it's your your compensation package or benefits or your colleagues or the industry you're in And before you leave, why wouldn't you share bravely? It's sad that I have to say things like courageously and bravely because all you're doing is telling the truth. But there's so many people, bright driven people that I work with say, oh, I don't want to come across as high maintenance, right? I don't want to be that problem child. My manager should just know this stuff. Well, sadly, your managers are imperfect, just like you and just like me. So I want to challenge you to think about what do you want out of this role? What do you want out of your career? And and don't get stuck in, in that you have to have it completely defined. Maybe there are a few things you want to learn. Maybe there's some more education you want to get. So make time with your manager to sit down and have these conversations. And you know what? If your manager truly doesn't have an appetite, if you've asked them repeatedly and they keep putting you off, you have a right and a responsibility to talk to someone else in the organization. Go to their manager. You know, I know so, peop- so many people bristle at the thought of that. Well, I can't, I can't go over my manager's head. Well, why not? If you don't advocate for you, and clearly your manager isn't going to, well, who's going to? And again, how does this movie end if you don't speak up? Well, you leave quietly, or you stay and you get resentful. So if your manager truly doesn't have an appetite, they keep putting you off, go to their manager, go to the HR department, say, listen, I like this company, or I like this, I want to explore that. I just feel like I'm at a dead end here and I don't know what to do. There isn't a senior person in an organization I've spoken to that doesn't want you to speak up about your wants and needs. The way you do it matters. Obviously, nobody wants a bunch of petulant babies reporting to them whining about poor me but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you communicating in a professional adult manner about what's not working for you and what you're looking for. Anyway, I know it's not a perfect science, and and hopefully, as you're listening to this, you're inspired a couple ways. So as a manager, as a leader, you're inspired to really be proactive in checking in with your people. And you know what? Some people should leave, and that's okay. And those are okay conversations to have too. Say, look, Jerry, you just don't seem happy here. I've tried this, I've tried that. I'm not sure what else to do. What am I missing, right? Those conversations are all moving everyone towards the truth. So if you're a leader, I promise you, whether you make time to have the conversation or not, your employees are having the thoughts. Wouldn't you wanna know them? And for the employee that's not sure, trust me, Your manager wants to hear where you're dissatisfied, where you're curious, where you're uncertain. Anyway, all of this, like all the work I do, is not about perfection. It's about having conversations, about better communication, talking about the real things that are going on, whether we put them on the table or not. Anyway, like always, if there's something here that's got your attention, that you want to know more about, feel free to reach out. As I mentioned previously, I'm excited about doing a podcast a month where I'm answering your questions. So feel free to reach out. You can reach out on email, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and ask me your questions. And You can be anonymous, and I'd love to address those questions because I can promise you you're not the only one who's got them. Thanks for listening. The Real Leadership Podcast is produced by Chris Obst Leadership and Alive Creative Services,